Welcome to Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno. You'll want to grab your Bible and follow along, verse by verse, with Pastor John. It's like everybody speaks Greek. So the Jews first, but then the Greek world, the ends of the earth. When I had become a Christian as a child, I was very shy, quiet, I couldn't talk, I just, you know, the, the biggest fear of an American is to stand before a group and have to talk, do a presentation. I would die at school. Remember school when you did the little projects and you had to do your little book report or whatever and you'd die a thousand deaths? I'll take an F instead. I don't want to get up there. And this is me. I'm afraid of the world, you know. I can't talk. I can't do this. And as a little child, come on, Johnny, come up here and sing for us. Oh, what has God done in your life? And, and it's weird how the Holy Spirit can come upon you and empower you and give you boldness and make you do things you thought you could never do. And slowly I would share and give a scripture and a testimony and preach and teach and would go to churches and parks and prisons and jails and California Youth Authority, juvenile halls, mental institutions, just everywhere I joined different bands and groups and singing groups and just ministered for the Lord. And sometimes it'd be a dozen, sometimes a couple hundred, sometimes a couple thousand. And afterwards I'd be, wow, did I really do that? It wasn't me. It was the Holy Spirit came on me. He gave me the boldness. He gave me the strength because I was too scared to stand in front of that big of a group. It is the baptism, the anointing, the empowering of the Holy Spirit. He will enable you. Overpower by the Holy Spirit. He will make you a conqueror. He will make you victorious. He will make you a warrior for God. Verse 11. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. The supernatural, the incredible stuff that would blow your mind. So that handkerchiefs or aprons were even carried from his body to the sick. And the diseases left them, and the evil spirits went out. Well, this is kooky, bizarre. Paul's clothing, his handkerchief, his, his sock, his apron, his robe. Quick, rip off a sleeve. I need that one. We're going to heal someone. <laughs> Rub it on their body. This is goofy. But the power of God, the anointing of God is on him so thick, so powerful, it's like it's oozing out of his clothes. And so they take articles of Paul's clothing, and when they touch you, you are healed from your sickness, and the demon goes running out of you screaming. It delivers you. Well, that's crazy. That doesn't make sense. Why would God do it that way? I don't think that that's biblical. <laughs> you cannot fit God in your little box. You cannot force God to follow your formula. 
God is going to work and heal. The sovereign spirit is going to move the way he chooses and he needs not your permission. And he is beyond your imagination, your opinion, and your experiences. Well, that's not how God did it for me. The Holy Spirit's got to do it the same for you as he did it for me. Oh, no. God's, I'm going to use clothing. Do you remember the woman bleeding her whole life? And she thought, if I could just touch the fringe of his garment of Jesus Christ, I know I'll be healed. I think she pushed her way through the crowds. I think she got on her hands and knees and she reached down and she grabbed the little dirty edge of his clothing. And Jesus could feel power coming out of him through his clothing, the tingling power through her body, and she knew she was healed by touching his clothes. Can I tell you this happened more than once? Jesus healed more than once through his clothes. Bizarre. I always think, that's crazy. Why would you do things like that? God, you know, I wouldn't do it like that. I always thought it was so comical and bizarre when the blind man's like, Jesus, heal me, heal me. Okay, hold on. Let me spit on the ground. I'm making mud. Jesus, what are you doing? I'm rubbing mud in your eyes. You know, I spit on the ground and here's mud in your eyes, kid. What? Go wash your eyes out and you'll see. And I always thought that was the craziest way to heal. Just wave your hand and say you're healed, you know. But God will do things that will blow your mind, that seem silly, that seem kooky, because he's God and he's going to do it his way through mud in your eye, through a handkerchief. The demons will scream. 13. But also some of the Jewish exorcists who went from place to place attempted to name over those who had the evil spirits, the name of the Lord Jesus, saying, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. So as the power of God is manifesting, the power of the Holy Spirit, the world wants to copy. Other religions want to copy Jesus. Judaism, their Jewish exorcists, Say, let's add Jesus. Let's add him to our repertoire. That'll be another name. We could speak this powerful name. It'll help us when we do our job and get paid to cast out demons. Yes? Make us more powerful in exorcisms of battling demons. Use the name of Jesus. Yes? 14. Seven sons of one Sceva. A Jewish chief priest were doing this. Well, my daddy's a powerful priest, so I'm going to go in the ministry too, right? Ride his coattails. Nepotism. Because my parents are called, I'm called, right, to be an exorcist. Well, not necessarily. <laughs> all seven of my brothers, you know, six brothers, seven of us, we're all going to be exorcists. And we got the powerful name of Jesus. That's all we know. That's all we need, right? We can use his name. And so they would speak over the demon and use the power of the name of Jesus. But you see, I adjure you by Jesus whom Paul preaches. 
Paul knows Jesus. I don't know Jesus, but I'm going to still use his name, right? I could use the cross, you know, cast it out, even though I don't believe in it. 15. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, to our seven amateur exorcists that are not born-again Christians, can I tell you, I recognize Jesus, the demon says. And I know Paul. But who are you? That's not good. (laughs) Demons know Jesus. He's the Son of God. Demons know Paul. He's the great apostle to the Gentiles. But if you are not born again, the demons don't recognize you. They don't know you. You have no power. You have no authority or spiritual protection. And the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them so that they fled out of that house naked and wounded. One demon-possessed man beats up seven men that are lost. They're not saved. How can one man beat up seven? Knocks them around, beats them up, cuts them up, rips off their clothes, they go running for their lives. Because this man is demon-possessed, he has a supernatural power that is beyond your physical power. A demon is too powerful for you. I've had pastor friends, well, it was just a little girl, John, and there was three of us. We're big men. We held her down, and you know what she did? She picked us all up, and she threw us up and across the air, and we bounced off the walls. Why did you touch her? You know she was demon-possessed. Don't touch her. Don't try to fight in the physical, the spiritual realm. Demons are more powerful than you. They learn that. You know, you see these movies, you know, American books and movies, you know, demons and the devil, and, and you see men trying to fight the demon, right? And they use the holy water, and I compel you in the name of Christ, and, and hold up the Bible and the crucifix and uh, the rosary, right? And get a priest, get someone holy. <laughs> I'll tell you the plot. They always lose, and the demon always wins, Right? The exorcist, the demon always rips them up, kills them, destroys them, because demons are more powerful than men. And if you are not a born-again Christian, you are outmatched and you will be overpowered if you don't have the Spirit of Christ within you. You know, in the movies, oh, we killed the demon, yeah, we killed the devil. You can't kill the devil. You cannot kill kill an angel or a fallen angel, a demon. They are eternal creatures. They will never die. They always come back. This is why God had to create an eternal prison to hold the devil and his demons for these eternal creatures that cannot be destroyed. And it's called hell. You can incarcerate them for all eternity but you cannot kill them. Verse 17. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all. And the name of the Lord Jesus was being 
magnifying. It's what I call a holy respect for spiritual things. Can I tell you, I respect angels and fallen angels. They're very powerful. I dare not tread lightly and start messing with demons without the power of Christ. I respect the evil and the good. I respect the things of God and even the fallen angel Lucifer. I know his power. He's for real. Do you see the whole town is in uproar and they've heard, wow, did you hear about the demon experience? Wow, that one demon, he beat up the seven exorcists. Better not be playing with demons. Playing with fire, you will get burned. I think one way people come to realizing there's a real God is they experience the real devil. I've encountered those in the occult and the covens and yeah I made a pact with the devil I was just ministering to someone recently you know well I, I, I pastor I shouldn't have made these promises to the devil well you can denounce them you can break those promises no I can't make those promises oh yes through the power of the cross through the power of the blood through the power of Jesus you can break all those covenants and oaths and pledges you made to the devil and his demons. Let's pray now. Let's do it. Let's make this commitment. And I believe your nightmares and your haunting will end. Next day, oh, went away. I can't believe it. The nightmares are gone. You did it. You said it out loud. You denounced it. You broke it through the name of Jesus Christ. Verse 18. Many also of those who had believed kept coming, confessing, and disclosing their practices. It opened the floodgates. Well, we've been playing with the devil too. You know those evil things? I've been playing with fire. And they start confessing their sins. They start bringing their junk. They start giving their secrets. Well, you know, way back, I made this promise to the devil. I played with these the Ouija boards, the tarot cards I made, joined the coven. I thought it was just a game, you know. I shouldn't have had them done my reading and I met with the medium and this thing came on us and man, you need to come clean and dump all that stuff out. I've had uh, members of the church say, Pastor, I need to meet with you this week. I'm bringing all my evil stuff. You're going to see here, they're going to burn their evil stuff to the Lord. And we have a wheelbarrow, got an old wheelbarrow. You see the burn marks because we burned a lot of devil junk. And they bring all their stuff, pile it up. And I got this lighter fluid, pour it all in. Here's the match. You throw it on. It's your stuff. You pray. You give it to the Lord. You sacrifice it to the Lord. Your whole wheelbarrow full of junk. I've seen demonic paraphernalia in there. I've seen books, comic books, porn, cards, tarot cards, spell books, candles, computer games. Why are you burning computer games? Oh, this game, it's got like devil and demons and you sacrifice to these gods and these, you know, demons. And I'm like, yeah, let's burn that one too. (laughs) All sorts of junk used to connect with the devil. 
music, black stuff, dark, goth, death metal, CDs, junk, symbols, sometimes things very valuable, expensive. Pastor, I spent thousands of dollars in the stuff that I'm burning right now. Verse 19, And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone. And they counted up the price of them and found it 50,000 pieces of silver. You need to burn that evil. No, that's expensive. You need to destroy that little idol. No, he cost me a lot of money at the you know, store. He's got some gold and silver on him. He's pagan and he's evil, and I think there's a demon in that thing. <laughs> what you are doing is you're closing the door to the devil. When you break that stuff, when you burn that stuff, when you unplug that stuff, when you destroy it and you see it melt, you're slamming the door on Lucifer. You want to close the bridge, close the door, so his demons can't get back over. Do you see it? You need to denounce it in the name of Jesus Christ. Say it out loud. I bind you. I denounce you, Satan. Get out of my life. I denounce the tarot cards. I denounce these books. I denounce the promises. Slam the door on the devil. And when his demons come knocking back, you let the Holy Spirit answer the door. Jesus talked about demons and you bind the strong man and you cast him out. But he said demons come back, right? Like you children, you know, they grow up and then they want to move back home. They keep coming back. <laughs> the demons want to come back. I cast them out. What did Jesus say in uh, Matthew 13.44? This is what the demon says, Jesus says. Then it says, I will return to my house from which I came. And when it comes, it finds it unoccupied, swept, and put in order. And then it brings seven demons worse than itself. And it returns to its home. And the state of that man is worse than it was at the beginning. Then what's the use if the demons come back in? Well, here's the secret. When you get the demon out, you got to get the Holy Spirit in, right? Don't leave it unoccupied. Don't leave it vacant, right? I help people in recovery and say, Pastor, I got rid of the drugs, the alcohol, the porn, gambling, all these evil things, but I'm so hungry, I'm so tired, I'm so lonely, I'm so bored. There's this empty vacuum inside. We got to replace it. We got to put something in. Have Jesus in your life. The church, the things of God, spiritual friends. Serve the Lord, do great things for God and put something good in place of the bad. Because the vacuum will draw the demons back again. So first thing, when someone gets saved, when someone gets a demon out of them, they need to get saved, right? I've done that. I said, you know, this thing came out and you flipped out and you were really scary and I heard all the voices and your eyes were spinning and I know you wanted to kill me and your hands were burning, but now we got to pray and you got to get Jesus inside of you. I've even had where the demon was choking him. I can't 
I can't pray. He won't let me pray. <laughs> Let's bind it so you can pray and say, Jesus, come into my heart. And then all of a sudden, the countenance, the calmness. Oh, I'm a different person. Yeah, you got the demon out and you got the Holy Spirit in. And the Holy Spirit will not allow the demons back into your body. Verse 20. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. How do you win? How do you succeed? The word of God wins. Do you see this? The word is powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. It's prevailing. It's giving you victory. It is the word and the Holy Spirit. You see it. I want to be stronger. You need more word then. I want our community to come to Christ. We need to get more word out there. Well, I'm witnessing. We've got tracks. We're going to the streets. Yeah, but now we've got to go to the airwaves. K-Book, 93.3 FM, and permeate the airwaves of Reno and Sparks to the 311,000 that will hear our signal. I'm talking to all these Calvary pastors. Pastor, I can't wait to get on K-Book, you know. Reno Sparks. Why do you want to be in Reno and Sparks? Oh, God has a burden there. We have a burden. we got to permeate the airwaves. All those people driving in their cars, coming for vacation to gamble. I want them to hear the gospel. The powerful word of God. It's mighty. It succeeds. It wins. Do you want to win? Then you need more scripture in your life. What is the point of all this? You need to receive the Holy Spirit completely. I love the Baptist. I was Baptist forever. But when I go to the Baptist church, I'd sit on my hands. But boy, when I went to Calvary Chapel, people lifting their hands, worshiping, crying, excited. God is touching them. And I did that. I stepped out with my hands and I lifted my hands to the Lord. And it was my way of saying, I surrender to you, Holy Spirit. And it's like, stick them up. Okay, I put my hands up. I surrender. Take everything. You know, you need to surrender completely, an unconditional surrender to the Holy Spirit and hold nothing back. Don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You can trust him just like you trust Jesus. You need to invite the Holy Spirit. Invite him to be with you. Invite him to be in you. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. Invite him to be upon you, to anoint you, to empower you, to give you boldness, strength, because you dare not do it in your own strength anymore. There's been something missing. Be open to the Holy Spirit, to his leading, his prompting, to his voice. Be open to his giftings. I had a church member who was saying, Pastor John, you know, I was praying and then all of a sudden God like touched me and these words were coming out and I was speaking in tongues and I said, no, I don't want this. It scared me. Well, that's the gift of tongues. Accept it. The Holy Spirit gave it to you. I don't want that one. I want something else. You don't get to choose. 
Accept the gifts and the empowering and the things that the Holy Spirit gives you. There's many gifts, powerful gifts, even supernatural gifts. And accept the power of the Holy Spirit. Greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world. Conquer with the Spirit. Let's pray. Holy Spirit of God, we desperately need you today. Be with us. Be in us. Be upon us. Fill us with your gifts, with your fruit. May we be open and sensitive to you, to your prompting, to your voice. Holy Spirit, speak to us. May we sense your presence and your power. We surrender to you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thanks for supporting Verse by Verse, the teaching ministry of Pastor John Reed from Calvary Chapel, Northwest Reno at 246 Courtney Lane, Reno, Nevada, 89523. Our phone number is 775-746-4567 and our webpage is calvaryreno.com. You're always welcome to join our services.